I'm a little nervous this morning. I'm a little nervous if you were here last week. I challenged you to memorize Psalm 23. And I said that every Sunday from, uh, that I preach from here on out through this series, I will recite it. I will do my best to recite it for you. So let me buy a little time and go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 23. I'll leave my clothes for now. I'm Petey, by the way, if we've not met, I'm the senior pastor here. And I, um, you might think, like, as a senior pastor, as a pastor in general, as somebody who's uh, got multiple degrees from religious educa- uh, institutions, that memorizing scripture would come easy, um, but that is not the case. <laughs> in fact, I have never been good at memorizing the Bible. Some of that's because I wasn't raised in church, and often it's in your childhood that you get some of the muscle memories of like reading and learning and finding things in scripture. And so, um, but I want you to turn to Psalm 23, even though we're just going to look at one verse today, um, because I, I hope that by the end of 12 weeks, 11 more weeks now, that there's a well-worn path in your Bible to Psalm 23. That it's well-worn, that, that what we find is that when we look at Scripture, it gives us uh, the capacity to know God in a unique way, to have our lives transformed, that it sticks with us in a way that, that nothing clever or witty or smart that I or any other pastor or Christian leader could say that Scripture changes our lives in a unique way. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. That's what we're talking about today. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You provide a table before me in the presence of my enemies You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Close? Close? Oh, (laughs) thank you. Every time now, every time that I get close, you can tell me if I get it wrong too. Um, At the nine o'clock service, we ended the sermon and I recited it, but everyone said it with me. And so that way I had a little cover if I didn't get it. Um, Last week we started with the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And we talked about how what the shepherd, what the sheep need most, what the flock needs most is the presence of a shepherd. And when they had the presence of a shepherd, they have everything they need. And so what we see in Psalm 23 is that We have everything we need for an everyday life with God. And we'll continue to look at this metaphor of of sheep and shepherd this morning and how it invites us to see the difference God makes in our lives when his presence is with us. And so it says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. In Minnesota, it feels like we know a little something about quiet waters, though those waters are coming a little later this spring than usual, but we know something about quiet waters. And it makes me think about rest. It makes me think about a cabin up north or even just a walk around Lake Harriet. It makes me think about rest. That To get to the water feels like we, we unplug from the hustle and bustle and busy chaos of life and we plug into a different rhythm, a different pace. It, we try to find rest. And today what we see is that when we have a good shepherd in our lives, it opens the possibilities for us to live in a different rhythm, a rhythm of rest that we might lay down restlessness 
and receive rest. Now, it may be, you might, you might read Psalm 23 and, and it's easy to dismiss it as this is sort of just fluffy, cheesy, unrealistic, these serene, still waters and green pastures, this unrealistic, idealistic, problem-free existence. But I want you to know that God is not some cheesy, distant relative and, and the Christian life is not some Bob Ross painting or a Precious Moments figurine. In fact, these words were written by the shepherd king David himself when he was on the run in the wilderness fearing for his life. So what Psalm 23 reveals to us is that God makes possible for us to have a life that's less chaotic in the midst of chaos, less anxious in the midst of an anxious world, and more secure in a culture that produces insecurity. He offers us a different rhythm that we can live in the world, be engaged in the world, but plugged into a different pace, a pace of rest that reflects our relationship with the good shepherd. Did you know that you cannot make a sheep lie down? You can make a dog lie down. You can teach a dog to lie down, but you cannot make a sheep lie down. A sheep will only lay down when it is good and ready. It will only lay down when certain conditions have been met. And so what I want you to see is that the best way to read these verses in verse two is he makes the conditions for me to lie down to rest possible. If you want to jot that in the margins of your Bible, that's he makes the conditions for me to lie down possible. So a shepherd would lead the flock away from danger, away from threats, to where they could eat in fields that had grass and where they could drink from still water. A sheep could not drink from fast moving water. They had to drink in still pulled up quiet waters. One author, Philip Keller, who was both a shepherd and a, a biblical writer, he, he says that to be at rest, there must be a definitive sense of freedom from fear, tension, aggravations, and hunger. Only a well-fed, watered, and secure sheep could lie down and rest. But if a sheep was hungry, thirsty, unsafe, aggravated, they were restless on their feet. And the important thing to know is that a sheep could not produce the conditions for rest on their own. A sheep could never themselves produce the conditions for rest. They needed a shepherd to do it for them. And it's the same with us. We actually cannot produce the conditions for our rest. We need the good shepherd to produce the conditions for rest for us. And so if in Psalm 23, the conditions for rest are, are to be well-fed and to be watered and to be secure from threats, what are the biblical conditions for us to find rest with our good shepherd? I want you to see four of them this morning, four conditions that allow us to receive rest. Number one, the first condition is that we are known. To be at rest, you have to be known, to know that you are who God says you are, that you are loved 
and that you belong, not because of anything you've done, but because God himself loves you and he knows you and comes after you. God desires, this is the theme throughout all of scripture, that God desires to have a relationship with his people. It's actually one of the uh, important distinctives about Christianity is that, that God desires to come close and to dwell with people, that he wants a relationship with them. He wants to know them and for them to know that he knows them and cares for them and loves them. In the Old Testament book of Ezekiel, uh, God tells the prophet this. He says, I will set over them, over my people, one shepherd, my servant, David. Now, This was way after David who wrote Psalm 23. This is way after David's life. So he's talking not about David, but about a type of David. He's talking about Jesus. He will feed them. He'll be close to them to provide for them, to feed them, to meet the conditions and be a shepherd to them. I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be a prince among with my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. So God's plan, when God thinks about redemption in our lives and the forgiveness of our sins and drawing us into the life we are meant for, he imagines a life where we know him. A sheep who wasn't known by the shepherd was a helpless sheep. They could try all they wanted, but they could not find rest. We can rest when we are known and we are loved. The second condition is this. You have to be content to find rest might also use the word secure, that you are secure in who you are and in what you have. We all know the difference between people who never have enough and people that are content with what they have. And to find rest in the Bible means that we are content with what God has given us. And he's given us everything. He's given us himself. A life at rest has enough because we have our God with us, and that is enough. In fact, Jesus once said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. That he wants to satisfy us. That we can be content that we have enough because we have everything we need with the shepherd is with us and what the shepherd has given us, and therefore we can find rest. The third condition is that you have to be surrounded by God's presence to find rest. In the Old Testament book of Exodus, Moses, uh, the, the leader of God's people, is going through something really hard, really stressful. He's like, God, I don't know if I can do this. Help me. And God doesn't just take Moses' problems away. He instead tells him this. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. See, we're going to face hard things. Life will not always go the way we hoped. Life will get hard. God is with us. He's surrounding us. His presence matters and makes a difference. Christian philosopher Dallas Willard said that the experience of a life without lack, a a life that needs nothing because we have a good shepherd, depends first and foremost upon the presence of God in our lives because the source of this life is God himself. God is the source of our life. And the good news is he is also our good shepherd. 
And just like sheep live in the presence of the shepherd, God desires for us to live in his presence, surrounded by him, so that no matter what we're going through, we know that we are not alone. We can be at rest because we are not having to face the challenges of life by ourselves. We have God's presence surrounding us and with us and in us. And the fourth condition is this, to be surrendered. A life that is at rest is a life that is surrendered to Jesus. You know, sheep had to know that they couldn't do it on their own. Now, we don't learn that lesson quite as easily, do we? And yet, when we are surrendered to Jesus, it means that we have stopped trying to produce our own salvation or our own security or our own rest. Just like the sheep, we are incapable It's why Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so this is far from being anti-work or anti-hard work or anti-meaningful work. It's, It's about a life that's an alternative to restlessly and endlessly trying to earn and achieve more. We can be at rest when we know that the world is not on our shoulders, that we're surrendered to the fact that he is God and we are not. We're only human and that's okay. He wants to give us his rest. So uh, two Sundays ago, uh, right after the Easter service and then in the week that followed, I had so many people uh, who said, hey, did you just crash? Like, did you just go home and just crash and veg out? Um, and it's a fair question. Like, no, no shame in that question. That's a very fair question. It makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but the answer was no. I did not on purpose. So, and it kind of contrasts. Sometimes when we think rest, we immediately think just like we need a vacation. We need to get, get out of everything. We need to take a long re- a nap. And those things are fine. Sometimes we do need those things. But what we did after Easter services was we went out to brunch with our, with our family and with some friends. We had a, a good long brunch, enjoyed some good food. And then we went over to uh, a little celebration, a little uh, post-Easter party with some friends and, and sat around our fire pit and had, a, had just a good long night hanging out with friends. And in some ways, it feels counterintuitive to say after a really long, busy, stressful morning that that's what I wanted to do. But the truth is, the reason that was restful for me was I was known. I was with people who I loved and who loved me. I was known, right? I was, uh, I was surrounded by people that were, I was, uh, I, I was with friends. I was content. I was well-fed and well-watered. <laughs> and I was surrendered. I didn't need to be on. I didn't need to be working. I didn't need to be proving who I was to anybody. I could just be myself. And those were the conditions through which I found rest in the midst of an exhausting day. You see, a a biblical vision of rest is not a nap or a massage table or a Netflix binge or feet up in the Tahitian sand. A biblical vision of rest is life with the good shepherd. Jesus, the good shepherd, offers us rest in the midst of a restless world that we might learn to lay down restlessness, to lay down our attempts at trying to get rest on our own and instead receive the rest of God. Maybe our lives are often restless because we're trying to find rest in something other than our good shepherd. 
trying to find rest from chasing pleasure or endless entertainment and distraction or, or from consumption and achievement and work or self-definition or relationships or the opinions of others. Like what if we're so restless because we're trying to find rest in things that only make us more restless? What if we're trying to find rest in things that only make us more restless? What if we're trying to lie down on our own, but we're starving and we're thirsty and we're skittish because our lives aren't working out the way that we'd hope? So I would invite you to lay down the things that are keeping you thirsty and hungry and anxious and instead receive the rest that only Jesus, the good shepherd, can bring. As that church father, St. Augustine said, our souls are restless until they find their rest in thee. Sometimes it feels like life is hard, chaotic, out of control. The water is running really fast and there seems to be danger around every corner. And and even the, the places that once seemed green The fields that once seemed green now seem brown and dead. But I want you to take notice that the shepherd didn't fix the world for the sheep. And the shepherd did not rid the world of all danger. Instead, the shepherd provided the conditions that allowed the sheep to receive rest in the midst of a restless world. Jesus, the good shepherd, provides the conditions for us to find rest. He lays down his life for us. He lays down his life and provides the conditions for us to lay down all of our restless attempts at fixing our restless lives and instead to receive the joy, the love, the contentment, the rest that we can only know from Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, we come before you and we lay our lives and we say, God, help us to find rest. Help us for the things that we're going through, the things that we're carrying, the burdens big and small, the things that are weighing heavy on us. Help us to find rest in you, not rest in some solutions that the world offers us, not rest in some solutions that we might bake up on our own, but rest in you, that you have provided the conditions, you've laid down your life for us to find rest, that what matters most is what you have given us, a restful life, basking in your presence, enjoying the fruits of your work. God, remind us of your nearness. Help us give our lives over to you to trust in you more fully. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, amen.